Newt, the Cardinals are playing two today at Bush Stadium against the Chicago Cubs. We'll break down what happened in the exciting finish to game one. The Cardinals and Cubs are headed across the pond next year, so we'll get you the details on that big announcement. Plus, Jim Bowden from The Athletic handed out grades for teams at the trade deadline. I'll tell you what the Cardinals grade was, plus what he had to say about the other teams that the, the Cardinals are competing with in the National League playoff chase. All of that coming up in today's Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Pardon me if I'm a little flustered. That was a fun game to watch. I'm J.D. Haffern. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, lifetime Cardinals fan, and I am your host. For Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at JD Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You'll find Locked On Cardinals, a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all the info about the birds on the bat. Woo! Game one, baby. We're going to jump into that here in just a second, but uh, let's recap what happened last night after Mother Nature rained on our parade. The Cardinals and Cubs double dipping today. We're playing two at Bush Stadium, a, a split day-night doubleheader. On the bump in game one, the Cardinals had the steady Miles Michaelis, and on the other side in Cubby Blue, you had Marcus Stroman. So the, uh, the Cubs Initially had left-hander Justin Steele starting last night's game, but they switched it up for Stroman instead. So the lineup that you saw last night with Edmund, Pujols, O'Neal, and it, that got changed. It all got swapped out for the lefties. So you had Donovan at third base, Gorman at second base, Arenado was DHing, and then Dickerson in left. And for the first seven innings, this game really, really sucked for the Cardinals. I got to be honest. It was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Marcus Stroman was on the hill for the Cubs, and he was straight dealing. Uh, Michaelis gave up an opposite field shot to Wilson Contreras in the first. I'm still shocked nobody traded for Wilson Contreras or Ian Happ, for that matter, but Contreras for sure. I mean, elite catcher defensively and offensively. I'm shocked that the Cubs didn't get a deal that they were willing to jump on and trade him for. But there he was in the first inning, and uh, he hits a home run, and then it was pretty much zeros for both teams until the top of the sixth inning. Contreras, once again, gets it going as a double Gets a half out, or Michaelis gets half out with the strikeout, but then Seiya, is that how we say it? Is it Seiya Suzuki? Is that what, how he goes by? Seiya Suzuki singles to center to score a run. Nico Horner gets a hit, moving the runners to first and third, and then former Cardinal Patrick Wisdom hits a sack fly. All of a sudden, 3 nothing Cubs, and you're like, ah, where's the offense? Michaelis pitching pretty good. Where's the offense? Struggling along. But the Cubs are over there scoring. The team needs a spark, and oddly enough, it was home plate, the home plate umpire and then relief pitcher James Nail who added the spark that the Cardinals needed. So let me break it down for you real quick. In the seventh inning, Nelson Velasquez comes to the plate for the Cubbies. And Michaelis throws a pitch, but at the very last second, after the ball literally on its way to home plate, the umpire's, oh, timeout, calls it very late. Oh, man, does that piss off Michaelis and Ali Marmol? Marmol comes out to have words with the umpire. Nobody gets tossed. Uh, after the game, they both said they didn't really get much of an explanation from the home plate umpire on why exactly timeout was called right there. Um, but it appeared to me that the ump just didn't look like he was in his crouch yet. Like when they went back to the replay, 
he was like walking up and then the, the pitch was coming. He tried to get that. He's like, well, hold on. That doesn't, that doesn't count. So basically called it a non-pitch. And that fired everybody up. Then a couple of guys get on and uh, Michaelis has to leave the game. James Nail comes in and somehow pulls off the Houdini act. It's out of the jam. No run scored. All the damage is, is kept at a minimum. Three nothing Cubs going into the bottom of the seventh. Then the bats wake up. Nolan Gorman leads off, hits an oppo bomb, his 12th of the year. Goldie says, all right, rookie, I see you. And on a 10-pitch at bat against Stroman, hits his 26th home run of the year over the center field wall. Arenado then doubles to left field. And then the cards do something that I love to see as a baseball fan. They manufacture a run. DeYoung hits a fly ball to center field, which moves Arenado over to uh, third base. And then Lars Newpark comes up, sack fly to center field as well. Got a tied game. That knocks out Stroman, and uh, we get into the Chicago Cubs bullpen. Cardinals bullpen comes in. Gallegos pitches a clean eighth. Helsley throws up a zero in the ninth inning. And to the bottom of the ninth we go. Arenado gets a one-out walk to Young Walk. So we got first and second, one out. And Lars Nudbar rips a 2-2 pitch to right field. Arenado coming around third base, dives into home plate head first. Safe at the plate. Cardinals win it 4-3 to three in walk-off fashion. And the new chance. Phil Bush Stadium. A great comeback, a great win, and uh, bonus, the Brewers, they lost to the Pirates on a walk-off wild pitch in the 10th inning, so it's now a half-game lead for Milwaukee in the Central, and the Redbirds are now tied with Philly for the final NL wildcard spot. They've won uh, three in a row. Milwaukee's lost four in a row. I like that. Game two will be tonight with Jose Quintana set to make his Cardinals debut against Sean Newcomb. First pitch is scheduled for 645 Central time. Uh, not only are the Cards and Cubs playing again tonight, but an announcement was made about a series that they'll be playing next year, and it won't be at Bush or Wrigley Field. Details coming up next. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, Find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft your perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind, just like her. Or if you want to celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Expert advice 24-7, also available, legendary service with 30-day returns. When you commit to a piece, so does Blue Nile. Guaranteed service and repair for life. Diamond price guarantee. Contact Blue Nile to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. In most cases, they can meet or beat their price for you. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile Anniversary Sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, Major League Baseball made an announcement this morning that the Cardinals and the Cubs are heading overseas to play a two-game series at London Stadium. Now, this will be a rescheduling of the London 2020 games that got canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And according to the Post-Dispatch's Derek Gould, this will launch MLB's plan to fan out through Europe 
with events. So uh, Gold also said in his article that the Cardinals, who lobbied for games in the United Kingdom for several years, were pleased with the idea of playing abroad. The two-game series will be played June 24th and 25th at the home of EPL's West Ham United. This would be the same stadium that hosted the first London ball games when the Yankees and Red Sox visited back in 2019. Now, the two-game series, unfortunately, will count as two home games for the Cardinals. Nothing you can do about that. But uh, once again, going back to Gold's article, the London trip will be part of a new look to the overall schedule in 2023. For the first time, the Cardinals will play all 29 teams. The schedule sends the Cardinals to London in June. They'll also have a trip to Seattle at some point in the regular season. The uh, change to the interleague schedule reduces the division games to 14 against NL Central rivals like the Cubs. Uh, the two-game trip to London will leave five games at Bush Stadium between the Cubs and the Cardinals and a recent version of the 2023 schedule at all five games coming in one visit from the Cubs. Now, some of you may not like this. Some of you are like, hey, we need our home games at Bush Stadium. What's this all about? I, for one, I'm all for the, the league expanding to, to wherever they can go to share the game with whatever country is interested. I, I've never been to Europe. Not sure if I will ever go to Europe. Uh, but I do have some friends and colleagues who have gone to London for NFL games. And uh, they absolutely loved the experience. They thought it was fantastic. Uh, the pictures they took with it's crazy because you, you you don't think about other countries following the sports that we have going on here and, and they do. And you've got mega fans who are overseas in all kinds of different sports for all sorts of different teams. I mean, we get into our bubble here in the United States and as wonderful as it is here, it's nice to branch out a bit and see other parts of the world. The Cardinals and Reds played that game down in Mexico, which uh, if I remember went pretty well. Um, as far as like how everything was pulled off for Major League Baseball. I had some friends who uh, went down there for that one. They enjoyed their experience. Uh, so my suggestion would be, if you, if you do have the means, do yourself a solid and try and make the trip to East, to, to make it out East to London, cross the seas next summer. And if you, uh, you know, have an extra ticket, you want to bring me along, I can do that. By all means, I can do that with you because not only, A, I have a passport. B, I've also been vaccinated, so I'm cool to go everywhere. You know, I, 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 I can go into Canada if I want to. I can go to London with you if I want to. But um, I don't know. I think it'll, it'll be kind of neat. Uh, yeah, again, it's, it's, it's a bit of a bummer that the Cardinals are going to lose a couple of home games because of this. But I don't know. It's still the Cubs. Maybe they'll still suck. And, uh, you know, we'll win two over in London, just like uh, hopefully we win two today at Bush Stadium, which uh, we'll get into more of that uh, about game two here in just a little bit. Up next, though, I do want to talk about uh, the trade deadline again. And I know I'm not trying to beat a, a dead horse here or anything with this, but it, I like going back and seeing what experts have to say about what certain teams did at the trade deadline. And I know th this isn't a major league baseball focused uh, podcast where we're going to talk about a bunch of other teams around the league or anything like that. But um, I do want to talk about not only uh, what grade the Cardinals got, as well as what, you know, teams like the Brewers and the Phillies got, because that's who the Cardinals are competing to get into the playoffs this year. You've got the Brewers who are currently a half game up on the Cardinals in the NL central. And then you got the Phillies who um, they're tied with in the wild card after uh, the big win today at Bush Stadium in game one of their doubleheader. So uh, the Athletics' Jim Bowden put together an article 
He gave out trade deadline grades, and we're going to go through those here in just a moment. We'll talk about the Cardinals and what he had to say about the Brewers and the Phillies. Now, speaking of grades, something that gets an A++++ plus infinity are built bars. If you like to snack and you like to snack on sweet things, but are, you know, hard on yourself for grabbing the candy or other sugar-loaded things. I was at the grocery store today, and they, they got the chocolates that already are in pumpkin shape. Already. They're already out, man. It is August 4th. Double check. It is August 4th. And we've already got like Halloween candy stuff hitting the stores and it's tough not to grab it. I get it. I get it. I got a sweet tooth just like you guys. And the other thing about these things, not only are they bad for you, there's really no positive things in them for you. So let me introduce you to something that is good for you. And that would be the new Built Bar Puffs and their new flavor is the delicious indulgent cookie dough. And they're covered in chocolate. 100% real chocolate cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, the 100% real chocolate, which everyone's a fan of. Now, all of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it right there at your fingertips. Plus, it's healthy for you, and that's the amazing part about it. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat, or if you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself, best of luck. I've told you how my wife finds every little snack that I try to hide from myself. She finds them every single time, so it's kind of pointless for me. So I share the Built Bar Puffs. I share my Built Bars with her. Like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate, which means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. So, so good. And what's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with that collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, up for efficiently, and provides tons of health benefits. So eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Now, if you like chocolate and you love cookie dough, you're going to love this new cookie dough chunk puff flavor. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, the fat, the sugar, get rid of it all. Grab yourself a Built Bar instead. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 today. The trade deadline was on Tuesday, and uh, Cardinals Nation has been a bit split, <laughs> I would say, on whether or not they like the moves or the lack of moves that the team made. Obviously, the biggest one that went down at the trade deadline was the Padres trading for Juan Soto, which will go down as a historic trade considering the amount of players that went back and forth between the Padres and the Nationals and the amount of talent. It's not like we're swapping scrubs here. You know, it's Juan Soto. It's Josh Bell, you know, for a bunch of top-of-the-line prospects on the San Diego side. By the way, they also got Josh Hader. Like, how did we let this happen, by the way? Baseball? I'm talking to all of you in baseball. Like, how did the Padres just snag Josh Bell, Juan Soto, uh, Brandon Drury from the Reds, and Josh Hader. How, how the hell did that just happen? Anyway, the Cardinals made a couple of moves. The first one was the trade of Edmundo Sosa. Yeah, you remember that one? Yeah, they traded him to the Phillies for relief pitcher Jojo Romero. And then on Monday night, they shipped relief pitcher Johan Oviedo and third base prospect Malcolm Nunez to the Pirates for left-handed starting pitcher Jose Quintana, who will be your starting pitcher for the Cardinals tonight, and relief pitcher Chris Stratton, who already has uh, thrown an inning for the Cards. So Chris Stratton, damn glad to meet you. Which was a trade that I think most of us saw coming, or that type of deal. Not exactly Jose Quintana and Chris Stratton coming over, but 
that's who we kind of thought the Cardinals were going to be aiming for, that kind of a pitcher. The second one caught a lot of the, a lot of us off guard. They uh, they send injured starting center fielder Harrison Bader, plus a player to be named later in cash considerations, to the New York Yankees for left-handed starter Jordan Montgomery, who was in the dugout today and is scheduled to start on Saturday against his former team, the Yankees. So he has arrived. And um, and after some back and forth, like I thought about this, and it, at first, you know, cause I, my, my initial reaction to the Bader deal was, what the? But then you go back, you start thinking about how good is Harrison Bader, really? We know he's fantastic in center field, and he's a gold glover. He's not a great hitter. He does have some wheels, but he's hurt right now anyway. He's not really helping you, and Carlson's filled in quite well in center field, and he's your future anyway. You know, uh, this is, he's four years younger than Bader. So when you go back and you look at it, you see why Harrison Bader was expendable, why they moved him, and why the Yankees moved Montgomery. Because remember, the Yankees were looking for starting pitching. Like, that's what they were going for at the trade deadline. And then they trade one of their starters. So it's got it's got a lot of Yankee fans and uh, just just baffled as to why they made that move for an injured center fielder. But it, it benefits the Cardinals. Um, both the pitchers they get left-handed, which gives some balance back to the rotation, which featured all right-handers after Matts went down. So you had Michaelis, Wainwright, Hudson, and at the time, Andre Pallante, who, who has since been moved to the bullpen. They did make that announcement. Um, so, so it was nice. So now you got three righties, two lefties in there. But I'm a Cardinals fan. So, uh, you know, some of us are blinded by the moves because of our love for the Cardinals. So. I went, searched around, and uh, The Athletic is a great site. And Jim Bowden put up a piece on this one uh, explaining his uh, different grades that he gave. So he ranked all, like gave grades to all of the teams in Major League Baseball at the trade deadline. We're not going to go through all of those, obviously, but if you want to check it out, it's on The Athletic. But uh, he explained his grade system like this. I assigned the grades based on how much teams have improved their situation, whether they're rebuilding, trying to make the playoffs, or pushing to win the World Series. Full disclosure, I'm not a big fan of teams standing pat, so rightly or wrongly, I do tend to hold that against them. I've always believed there are ways to improve your organization at the trade deadline. I take into account team needs, positional depth, and the available players. I compare what teams did and what they didn't do and consider payroll size, the standings, and the organization's goals. So what did Jim Bowden give the Cardinals? A B. Gave him a B. Here's what he wrote. The Cardinals were involved in the Soto sweepstakes, but in the end, weren't close to landing him. However, they did improve their rotation by acquiring two lefties, Jordan Montgomery and Jose Quintana. The Montgomery trade was shocking, but with a farm system loaded with position players, the Cardinals could afford to deal Harrison Bader, their gold glove center fielder, for the starter they needed much more. These trades weren't enough to make the Cardinals a surefire playoff team, but they will keep them in the race with the Brewers for the NL Central and with the Phillies for the NL's final wildcard spot. So Jim Bowden liked him. Not splash moves. So you didn't get like a big name that came in that you're just like blown away from. It's not Luis Castillo. Um, it's not uh, Frankie Montas, who would have been the big ones. Because I think if you went and got one of those two guys, he probably would have gave you an A if you still landed a Quintana or a Montgomery as well. So you get a B. You know what a B is? A B is passing. A B is you graduate. So I'll take it. As far as his grade for the Brewers, how about this one? A C-plus for the Brewers. Now here's what he said about them. The Brewers decreased 
their chances of winning the World Series this year and next year with the Josh Hader trade because Hader has the talent to be a difference maker in any postseason series. I thought the return was light and more about quantity than quality. The Brewers made it clear at this deadline that they're more concerned about contending year in and year out than they are about actually winning a World Series. Where have we heard that before? Because a lot of people think that's what the Cardinals do. They don't actually go all in to win a World Series. Instead, they're constantly there at the end of the season competing for either a division title or just a, a wild card spot and just trying to get into the playoffs. That's what he thinks the Brewers did here and apparently didn't like it so much. A C plus, which again is a graduating grade, but that Josh Hader trade still kind of baffles me. Um, hearing people talk about it, that he's going to make $15 million next year. So what? So what? I mean, you've had that eighth and ninth inning. Like if you get a game and you're up after seven, eighth and ninth, basically shut down. I know Hader has struggled recently, but so what, man? He's been amazing for you. And um, I, I think it hurt the team. It's not like the guy that got back Rogers from the Padres has been any good either. Like he's got like eight blown saves this year in San Diego. So I, I didn't understand that move really at all. It's just a money move. It seemed to me. And that sucks. And, it, and it's clearly affected what's going on in Milwaukee. Uh, they have not been the same team since that trade deadline at all. And they were kind of struggling going into it in the first place. Now for the Phillies, Bowden gives them a B plus which is higher than he gave the Cardinals. The Phillies had a strong deadline, improving their defense up the middle with the acquisitions of center fielder Brandon Marsh and shortstop Edmundo Sosa, the uh, middle of their rotation with Nova Syndergaard, and the back end of their bullpen with David Robertson. Marsh has not lived up to expectations offensively, but he has much more upside than he showed with the Angels. Sosa improves their infield defense, and Syndergaard and Robertson are significant upgrades to the rotation and bullpen, which are performing well but needed reinforcements. Collectively, these moves give the Phillies a much better shot at securing the final NL wildcard berth, but it's not enough to catch the Mets or the Braves in the NL East. So that's what he says about the trade deadline. Likes the Phillies a little bit more, but they made multiple moves. I mean, they got four dudes that they added. It's like pieces where you're talking about Brandon Marsh, Sosa, whatever, uh, <laughs> but Syndergaard and uh, David Robertson. I mean, those are those are those are good players right there. So. We'll see how that how that affects the the Phillies clubhouse. The Cardinals still have another game tonight after winning and walk off action earlier today. The Brewers lost their fourth in a row after blowing another lead and getting walked off and swept by the Pirates. So the Cardinals are now just a half game back in the NL Central and can tie the reeling Brewers tonight with a win and the Cardinal debut of Jose Quintana. Uh, Left-hander Sean Newcomb will go for the Cubs. So you're likely going to see O'Neill, Pujols, and Edmund back in the starting lineup tonight. Uh, like they were initially last night. The team also uh, made a, a move. They optioned left-handed pitcher Zach Thompson back to Memphis to make room for Montgomery. So um, everything's set and ready to go. Uh, if I was you, I I'm friends with some guys who are, are Pirates fans, and uh, we've been texting back and forth, and they just keep going, you're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. High five or hug a Pirates fan if you if you know of one. Text one, say thank you, as uh, they, they swept the Brewers today and uh, really kind of, Kind of did us Cardinal fans a solid. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB Podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully, brings the humor, the passion, and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. I am J.D. Haffron. Thanks for hanging with me. Hopefully you have your, your brooms ready 
for a doubleheader sweep tonight. That's what we're hoping for against the Cubbies. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals.